Welcome to another episode of Yesterday's Capers. I'm Abdullah Molim, and every week I'll be bringing you the very best shows from the past that this world has to offer. This week, we'll be taking a look back at some of the most iconic female characters and cartoons. We've got Mona the Vampire up against Pepper Ann, and she's one in a million. And for the main event, we take a special look at three special little girls who kicked butt and took names. You guessed it, the Powerpuff Girls. So let's get started. And joining me as ever, it's producer Paul. Hey, how's it going? Not too bad, not too bad. How are you? I'm very, very good, thanks. I'm actually low-key excited about this episode. A very female-focused episode today. I know. It's a... I deliberately chose this as a as a little taster for uh, March when we do the uh, the women's special. So my intention will be for that entire month. It will be all women's shows with female leads and and all of that good stuff. Just like we had with uh, Black History Month. So I want to try and uh, shine the biggest light possible. And uh, ladies, if you want to get involved. All you have to do is uh, hit me up on my DMs, but uh, not in that way. Strictly business. So, uh, yeah, my DMs are open. So uh, let me know. Why are you looking at me like that? It's, I told you, it's strictly business. Do you know what I was thinking? I was thinking of Danger Mouse, not direct message. <laughs> Funnily enough, we probably will be doing Danger Mouse at some point. Looking forward to that one. I absolutely loved it. Uh, so did I. Anyways, let's go on to uh, Mona the Vampire first, and let's go back to September 1999. And so some of the things that were happening in the world, you had a French judge dismissing all charges in investigation of the photographer's role in the crash that had killed Princess Diana and uh, Dodie Alphide. Sega publicly distributed their final video game system, Dreamcast. That's right, Dreamcast. I don't think that did that well, did it? No, I think the Dreamcast killed Sega, I think, didn't it? Probably. Well, I think Sega was dying a death anyway. Um, I think because it was reluctant to move move away from cartridges when Mm. PlayStation came out. Yeah. And then PlayStation came out and destroyed it. Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, American Beauty was the highest grossing movie of that time. And uh, Mumbo Number no. 5 by Lou Bega was number one. Why are you squeamishing like that? It's a tune. It's up there with the Macarena, isn't it? It's the same sort of thing. No, it's not. In isn't what it? way? In every way. It's just like annoying and catchy. No, but the Macarena was just annoying. I don't think the Macarena's catchy. It's just a stupid song with a stupid dance that I don't know y'all like to do, but uh, Mumbo Number no. Five slaps. I don't know about that. It slaps. Do you remember in the Royal Family when they're like uh, flicking the wallpaper off the wall and like oh, Jim do, and they're yeah, all dancing yeah, yeah. to Mumbo Number no. Five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that remember. is okay, classic. Fair enough, right, yeah. Classic. <laughs> So, this is when Mona the Vampire hit our screens. 
So the theme song, as you probably can hear in the background, sung by Judy Henderson, obviously called Mona the Vampire. So what's your fangs? Yay, Mona! It's such a good theme song, really is. It is very catchy, very... Yeah, it, it makes you happy when you, when, as soon as you... You just can't help but be like, yeah, like... <laughs> you know, I initially, I don't know... Because there used to be like an internet rumour that it was uh, Anastasia who sang the theme song. Because obviously the singer has a similar belting voice that Anastasia has. And... I don't know who that is. We spoke about her last week, didn't we? About the missing prince, Russian princess. <sighs> yeah, the very same... <laughs> Anastasia. But straight up, I don't know who Anastasia is. I can't even think of her songs. Anyway, Anastasia, she's a singer. A very good singer. I know her songs, honest. I just can't. <laughs> she's well, what she is really good. And she has... I so, know all of her songs. And she sang, she sang the song about the thing. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Judy Henderson sings the theme song. It was uh, based on uh, the 1990s children books of the same name that was uh, written and illustrated by uh, Sonia Holliman. And basically, it's to cut a long story short, it's uh, following the young, the adventures of Mona Parker, who refers to herself as Mona the Vampire. And she has her two best friends, Lily and Charlie, who are also known as Princess Giant and Zapman. And she has a pet cat called Fang. And they imagine themselves confronting a supernatural foe or solving a supernatural mystery in every episode. But it's not as weird and, and, and creepy as, as she makes it out in her head. Normally, it's something that's completely normal, completely rational. But with, with her vivid imagination... She puts two and two together and comes up with 48. And that's how we always get the the crazy stories and all the the, the craziness that uh, entails with Murder the Vampire. And she believes that her hometown is overrun with supernatural monsters or other creatures or entities. And her her her, her aim is to try and stop all of them and always trying to 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 save her town so and her alter ego as i said moan the vampire has a vampire sense which tingles every time something unusual or odd happens so moan the vampire let's let's talk about it well so I, I i do remember watching this i can't remember what channel it was on but it's definitely one of the terrestrial cbbc yeah yeah so i i remember watching it um, but I have to say I couldn't really remember anything about it. I remember, I remember the kind of the trio and the. I thought it was a dog, but it's, <laughs> it was, until you said it was a cat just now, I thought it was a dog. Um, it's probably because a dog it follows them around. A dog. Well, dogs would would follow you around, right? A cat wouldn't. A cat would wait for you to come back with food. Dory, our cat, follows me around. Do you put little wings on it? Little <laughs> bat wings. <laughs> um, but no. She, Cats follow people around. Only when they've got food in their hand. No, just generally she'll follow me. Like she, she knows where my room is. 
So she'll follow <laughs> me there and just sit outside my room. Really? Yeah. So I've never known a cat to do that. Um, but as uh, go back to the show, the it was. Um, do you know what? It was really good. It was really. It was like just about kids using their imaginations uh, and playing. So it's kind of like a. You don't really get that anymore. Yeah. Where kids can just play out and use their imagination and. What I'm gonna say is with these three in particular, there's a an ongoing theme that there's. I think that with Disney, with certain cartoons, especially in the past, there was this preconceived idea of what a a girl or a female character should behave and should act like. We're going to see with all of these shows, they're just kicking the stereotype out of the door. Like Mona the Vampire, she's quite tomboyish. She's not really girly. She likes creepy spooky stuff she's always out there whether even if it's in her head she's confronting all of these dangers she's confronting monsters and you wouldn't think girls would do that or you you're 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 given the idea or you're you're kind of under the impression that oh a girl should be a princess she should only care about her looks she should only care about boys or she should only care about being popular Whereas Mona don't care about being popular. She don't care about none of that. In her head, it's like, I really like scary things. I really like all of that stuff. And I'm going to do everything in my power to protect my my town. Exactly. So she's the heroine, right? Of the whole... Pretty much, yeah. She's the, whole, the protagonist, um, the heroine of the piece, yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So what, what I'm trying to explain is, right, but it's, it's a bit of a touchy subject and I had to feel a bit uncomfortable speaking about this without a woman present on the podcast. Um, purely because... I did try. No, it's purely because I, w- I would like some comeback on it because I feel like... Obviously, obviously there's a big push for, for... Okay, so ladies, if you're listening, please get back to us. We're, we're, we're two blokes... All right. At the end of the day, there's only so much we can say and there's only so much we know. And with this episode in particular, we're only scratching the surface of this with Mona the Vampire. You're going to see with the others, Pepper Ann and Powerpuff Girls. We're going to try and explain it as best as we can, but give us your thoughts, give us your your perspective. And even if we're we're completely off the mark, tell us we're completely off the mark. Like I will, I will thank you, and we will be best friends for Everest and Everest if you tell me I'm wrong and you have another point of view. So and that's a, that's a great thing about having. A, we can have a conversation about it, right? Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, what I'm saying is, like, it seems like the Moan of the Vampire and these other other cartoons were kind of not of what I'm about to say. And I feel like 20 years on, we've kind of gone backwards in a way because we've got a woman Ghostbusters cast to come across like we're doing more for women. But the aspiration is just be like, okay, then you're just going to do it's, the no, male no, no, version no, I do of think, it. I do think it's rehashing. I think that's what you're trying to say, that they're rehashing certain things from the past just for the sake of it instead of doing something with meaning is that what you're trying to say that's exactly what i'm trying to say so it's there not, you it's, go so it's not like uh it's not like like you said there's not there's not really any substance behind what you're doing it's like okay there you go there's something 
that was all men before. We'll just turn it women and that'll be enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know exactly what you mean. There you go. There you go. So that, anyway, that's, that's my point. But... Uh, but on the on the on the other side of that, like you know how you're saying that the the there's an all women Ghostbusters. I do think that in a way it is kind of good that they did that because if you're a young girl and you thought Ghostbusters was dope, you thought it was the bomb, then you could turn around and be like, "Man, I wish there was." women and and now they're watching the women's version of ghostbusters you're put if there's like six seven year old girl i think that was when i was at that age and i loved ghostbusters they're watching that thinking man that's dope you know what i mean like they're thinking oh man this is so cool there's women ghostbusters and things like that so in a way i do i do see like the both yeah i can see the i can see the point in but what i what i think is like just having a girl version of something doesn't seem like it's enough or 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 even substantial it just feels like it's tokenistic and there you go put, yeah you know put up and shut up kind of thing but um, i do but i do think in terms of that is that if they don't do that then they're not going to come up with something fresh or something new yeah that's true so in a way they kind of have to revert to type almost and 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 go back to what was successful and then try and Again, with the word rehash, but rehash it to a point where there's something for everybody. That's fair enough. I, you know, that's, that's a good point. I didn't think of it like that. But um, um, just quickly, the Ghostbusters, the the more the modern reboot, I didn't find that good. I found, I've, not, I've actually not seen it. I watched it. I think I watched it twice. So it was okay, but it wasn't like um I think the first part of it was excellent. Like the first probably first forty five minutes to an hour was really good, and then after that it went downhill. Anyway, well kind of detracted away That's from all right. what we're yeah, talking let's, about. Let's let's talk about some of our uh, <laughs> a favorite Mona the Vampire episodes. Um can I go first? Yes. Because I know I, I, know, I, know, I, know, I know you watched <laughs> quite a few episodes. I saw you So yeah, when I was still watching it when um when you came, came yeah. here to record this. Watching um, like a two-hour omnibus of Mona the Vampire. Um, so I watched uh, I watched a really good one, actually, about um, there's a flu epidemic uh, in the little town that they're in. And uh, they have to... She goes into a kind of imagination world and she has to kind of... She thinks that the flu's been caused by this little toy thing. I think the, the toy's real. But in her imagination, he's massive and he's spreading the flu. Um, but I think it wasn't the toys. I can't remember what actually caused it. But anyways, everyone's coming down with the flu and she has to kind of go into this little, the the world of this, um, in her world, the, this guy's kid, this little monster's kidnapping all the kids and all the people and, put, and making them slaves in, in this weird flu, <laughs> flu, I think I called it Flutopia or something like that. Anyway, so she goes in there and gives them all vitamin C and then puts vitamin C in the in the little C that's in there, and uh, she wins and and kills it. And there's um, what was the one I was watching? Oh, the one with the uh, one when you came and I was watching the one. Oh, the towel, the towel being stuck in the sink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they had to kind of shrink themselves and go in there. And they're just in the bath using their imagination, but in like their little imagination world, they went down the plug hole and checked what was in there. Um. Yeah. Do you know all of that imagination stuff? I just think it's... Hmm. As a kid, I used to think that was so lame that they would use their imaginations like that. Yeah. But now I'm watching back, 
part of me thinks it's endearing. Like seeing it's... little kids going in that little imagination world of theirs and they're fighting all of these baddies and criminals and what have you. But in the end, it's just it's just them being kids and just playing. That's... But I think like 20 years on, we've lost a lot of that in the youth, in the, in the, in the kids and stuff like that. I, th- I feel like there's a lot of that has that has been lost i think two gadgets and electronics and, yeah, and things like yeah, this absolutely and you don't tend to see especially where we are now you don't really tend to see kids just playing out playing on their bikes playing on going to play football um like when when i was a kid i was i was basically out of the house most of the time yeah and we'd be gone we'd be down the park until it got dark playing football or and then we'd come back and we used to play like little games in our street and stuff like that. So and I, I don't tend to see a lot of that anymore. If it, if it, and I think it's probably why maybe it's so attractive to watch it, you know, because it's maybe yeah, yeah, just a little yeah. bit nostalgic and a little bit yeah. not here anymore. But it's almost like, yeah, as a kid that I would, I would have crazy imaginations where I think I'm doing what not, but even when I'm watching Mona the Vampire, what when did it come out? Um, 99. 99, yeah. So I'm, what, 10? So yeah. I'm probably about that age where I'm like, oh, is this lame and all that, all that, all that stuff. But, and, 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 and again, I say that, but I still watched Mona the Vampire when it was on CBBC and when I would watch it all the time. But part of me would, used to look at that and think, oh, it's a bit lame. I know what you mean. Like, like, it's not really like that, but now I'm 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 growing up and whatever. I'm watching that and I'm thinking it's 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 it's, it's, it's actually quite nice. It's I think it's somewhat endearing. It is good, and uh, it's got a little anecdote. Like um, when I was at uh, school, so yeah. it comes a time, when, and I was in secondary school. So it comes it comes a time when it's not considered uh, socially acceptable anymore to be watching kids' TV. Right, and I think that's around year eight, year nine. Everyone still watches it. Yeah, but everyone, Loki, eh, you know, I, we had the same thing in our school as well. So nobody dared say they used to watch CBBC and CITV. So here's here's a little thing. So when uh, we were in uh, uh, home home economics and we were cooking, and um, or maybe it was science. Anyway, so some some sort of some lesson. Home economics. Yeah, like cooking. are you in America? But it was cooking, or we it's doing... food technology. No, because we did uh, sewing and stuff like that as well. We we called that textiles. It was... We like separated it. It wasn't like home economics. It's like yeah, food tech and textiles. I think you might be right. Actually, I think we might call it the same thing. I've just yeah, you're just being all American. Well, listen. Yeah, and and after school, <laughs> we used to go to the Glee Club. What's Glee Club? Singing in it. I didn't watch Glee. No, you don't have to watch Glee to know what Glee Club is, though. I don't know what Glee Club is. I know what Glee is as a TV thing. Anyway, <laughs> let me tell my, let me tell my story. Um, what you had a story? Yes, and it was about. You just went off tangent completely. We were in food technology or science. I can't remember which one. Um, I only did one science of them all bundled together because I was wasn't the smartest um, guy. Anyway. There was a, she said, the, t- the teacher was saying like, oh, all you have to do to get the, she had like these, um, I think it was, must have been food tech because they had like, a, it must have been flour. And she said, if you shake it, all the big, the balls come to the top 
And I should go, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why, but anyway, it works. And then just the, the previous night, there was, do you remember how, was it how to or how? Or, or how, yeah. So anyway, they was explaining that exact thing. And so when you shake it, the little, the little things go underneath it and they push the big ones to the top. And like everyone in the class was like, oh, I know why, I know why it's because of this and this and this. And everyone kind of looked around at each other like, oh crap. I was watching it. You were watching it. And <laughs> okay, were... yeah, but you know, if everyone exposes each other, it don't really, it don't really count. If everyone's exposing each other, doing it, yeah. But it's kind of like if you're the only person, and you just kind of said, "Oh, did you watch CBBC? Or did you watch Murder the Vampire?" Did you watch like, Murder the Vampire? No, no, neither did I. Nope. <laughs> no. No. They'll be like, "Oh, no, 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 no. We 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 got Sky in it. Like we watch Cartoon Network and." And TNT or whatever, like it's not nobody would say that they would watch terrestrial television. But now watching Mona the Vampire, I, I do. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I didn't watch it as much as the others. Yeah, I think the other ones I gravitated towards more. But no, the 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 um, with Mona the Vampire, I felt I thought it was okay when I was watching it now, and even as a kid, again, I thought it was. It was okay. It was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't anything special. I think the um, cause I did watch the the pilot, so I watched the episode about the robot babysitter. And so basically, they think that because Mona's parents are going out on a date, it's date night, whatever, and then they have to get a babysitter. And Mona thinks that this babysitter is like some weird robot girl. And she's just like making her life so difficult. So she's like pouring water over her. She's, Mona like, is. Yeah. She's trying to electrocute her. She's trying to see if she's not human or not. And then they kind of realize that they like similar things. And the uh, the babysitter was like, oh, um, Angela in school said that you should behave like this in front of Mona. You should behave like this. And then Mona was like, because Angela was like the really snobbish girl i remember her doing like a, a presentation in class where she's like oh i've got this brand new coat it costs 500 dollars. it can do this it can do that it can do this it can get you mugged <laughs> 500 dollars for a coat <laughs> well if she's rich then what's 500 dollars to a rich person eh? well to me it's quite a lot of money so i'll take the coat and sell it $250. If you're, if you're not earning a, a certain income or you're not part of a society where you're, I don't know, then it might not matter as such. But yeah, anyway, with this episode, it's, it's uh, yeah. So uh, in the end, they kind of realize that, oh, we have so much in common. And yeah, they, they, she realized, and the Mona thinks that she's, when she's doing her hair, like she's imagining like rewiring her brain and 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 what have you. So uh I think there's there's a couple of things I liked about Mona um, of Vampires. One, I really liked the the storylines were quite exciting. The animation was good. Um I thought I thought it was you know it's quite engaging to watch. And also I really liked the fact that it was just like a what was it, about seven minutes an episode. Yeah, very seven to easy ten minutes to watch. Yeah, so it's very just, easy. Just start like with all these shows actually. Yeah. I liked how short it was, but I think not because it was, 
I didn't want to watch a long episode. I thought it was just the right amount of time yeah. for the episode. Yeah. Have a good beginning, have a good middle, have a good end. Done in ten minutes. Exactly. Done. That's 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 why I with with all these shows actually today, like they were all very, very easy to find, very, very easy to watch. It weren't it isn't a chore like some of the other shows that we'll probably end up doing down the line. And yeah. You have to like sit through and watch like forty five minutes of like one episode and eight thousand episodes of the tribe. Oh, <laughs> Oh, uh, um, um, what else? Um, is there any any lasting thing about Murder the Vampire? No, I just like genuinely really liked it. I like you know kids using their imagination. Yeah, exciting little thing. Um, I mean, is it weird that she's a vampire and it's not Halloween thing? It's like just like a straight up she's a vampire all the time. Like I don't yeah, but you don't. It doesn't have to have a. It doesn't have to be like a Halloween vibe. Well, uh, yeah, but there's not many other things that are like got like creepy stuff like that all the time. Do you know what I mean? Maybe like Scooby Doo or something. But like to have like a a vampire as like a as a main protagonist thing like all year round. That's like that's, that doesn't happen. That's like that's like very rare in a cartoon. Like Halloween time, everyone's a scary thing. But anyway, I don't know. I that's don't, just I a thought. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's. Uh, you have to be a vampire at a certain time of the year. No, I'm obviously vampires are vampires all year round. You could be a vampire all year round. Yeah, but why maybe, not? Maybe, maybe. Oh, just it's just a just a thought, just a thought. Like, there's not many other vampire. There's nothing wrong with being a vampire in April. No, I'm not saying there is any problem with it. I'm just saying it's, you know, it's just, quite nah, rare to you know see a vampire. This is, um, you know, again, this reminds me of The Simpsons. It's basically um, Homer gets into a lot of debt because he invests in pumpkins. <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, because obviously you think it's Halloween. He's like, yeah, pumpkins, pumpkins. And and the uh, the bank manager's like to Homer, why have you got pumpkins in May or whatever? Yeah. Uh, Homer goes I thought it was a good investment idea and then he's like yeah in October where people are buying it for Halloween but why are you going to be buying pumpkins in April and he's like oh can I sell 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 and he's like no you can't like you're <laughs> <laughs> you're messed up so that's just yeah talking about Murder the Vampire and then back into a Simpsons reference but uh, I think that's, 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 that's my only thought uh, but genuinely really liked it enjoyed yeah, it yeah I did as well so uh Yay, Mona! <laughs> All right, so let's go on to the next show now. And uh, this time we're going to uh, September 1997. And uh, some of the things that were happening in the world, you couldn't really go anywhere or do anything without knowing that it was Princess Diana's funeral in uh, September and the funeral took place at Westminster Abbey. I actually remember watching it. It was a Saturday and yeah, it was on pretty much from morning until late, late at night. Like it was the whole day and just remembering it just... Yeah, like that whole, that whole period was just, it was all surreal, it was all sombre, it was all, 
Yeah, because I don't remember like in my like that town centre there was like this place where people were leaving were leaving flowers. Like it, this this was so huge. I don't think there's been a, a major significant death. I think that I did in this I, country that in 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 my generate in my lifetime anyway. No, I think me too. I think I think there's two things. There's two th- two big significant things. I didn't realize how big they were until probably now. So that's that that was one of them. Princess Diana dying, and um, the nine eleven. Oh yeah, and and I didn't realize. Just I'm just talking about at the time when yeah. they happened. Obviously, I was quite young when Princess Diana died. Um, so I didn't realize quite how significant that was, and also like the when the twin towers went down. I just yeah. I was too young to understand how what how big that was. You know, now with with Diana, it was it was huge. The ramifications, everything about it. Yeah, I remember. And maybe it's because I was actually watching the TV when. I think it might have been ITV when they actually announced it. The news flash. The, the, not, not, not the actual crash, but like when they actually announced that Princess Diana had died. Like I, I had switched it on. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we've got confirmation. Got some breaking news. And there's reports coming out that Princess Diana has been killed or has since died. And I, that, that's, yeah, maybe because it, it, it hits differently with me because I, Turned it on, and that's when I heard it. They officially announced it. Had said it. So that was that was that. And uh, in in baseball, Mark McGuire became only the second player to hit fifty home runs in two consecutive years. The other being Babe Ruth. So you could. It's an idea of just how incredibly difficult that feat is if Babe Ruth was the last person to do that since Mark McGuire did. How many games are there in a season of baseball, roughly? Not entirely sure. I'm just about 50, 60 odd. And so that means you'd have to like, get one a game. How many times do you bat in a in a game? I think it's like nine, ten innings. Nine, ten innings. I went, he's only I went, got fifty. I went, I went to a baseball game, but innings can be, go forever, though. Yeah, because they're in until they're out, right? Yeah. Oh, something. Like, I mean, I went to a baseball game, so I, 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 I should have a a vague idea of the rules, but uh, but look, it's quite an American thing to to drag stuff. Apart from ice hockey, maybe. Is, uh, I mean, yeah. All all I drag know from baseball out. now is the seventh inning. They have to sing the "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" song, which is great. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if we win or we lose. Let me root. Root, root for the home team. If we don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. They do that every seventh inning in every baseball game, so... And they have the words at the top so that everybody can sing it. And if obviously if you're the home team, you could be like, yay, let me root, root, root for the Blue Jays or root, root, root for... Do, you, do they have a little ba- uh, baseball like bouncing on the words? Oh, the World Series was, 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 was the other day. Let me see who won. I know it was, I think it might have been Washington who won the World Series. It was early like... It was the, the Boston Red Sox. 
Well, they've not won a World Series in forever. That's why it's so big. What is? The fact that Boston won it. Oh, well, well, no, obviously everyone knows, yeah, the... Was it the Houston Astros then? I only know um, the Boston Red Sox. Um, are the Yankees a baseball team? Yeah. Yeah, New York Yankees. Obviously, I know the Blue Jays, because that's my team. Go Blue Jays. Anyway, we digress. Uh, Apple computer names co-founder Steve Jobs to be the interim CEO. LA Confidential was the highest grossing movie and uh, I'm keeping in theme with the Diana. Elton John, Candle in the Wind was number one, along with something about the way you look tonight so that was the b side of that of the single but i think yeah candle in the wind was original elvin john song and then he re-released it for diana so i think originally it was sung for marion monroe and then he did this version for diana princess of wales so now let's talk about pepper ran so now this was a, a cartoon, a Disney Channel cartoon, I, 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 I should say. And this is all about Pepper Ann Pearson, who is a, a 12-year-old adolescent girl talking about her ups and downs at Hazelnut Middle School. She's uh, got single mum, Lydia, and she has two best friends, Milo and Nikki. And... She has a little sister called Moose, who's like really, really clever. And this was a cartoon that wasn't your everyday cartoon. It wasn't the typical girl next door cartoon. This was, it had a lot of strong willed female characters and throughout the, the series, throughout it's run they would always reject the idea of of passive femininity and it's just with with pepper Ann, i think there was there was always a not a theme but like a, a way an episode would always go so she would be presented with a moral dilemma she would always choose the wrong direction and then she will face the consequences and then she learns a lesson and the perfect episode that illustrates this is the fact that Pepper Ann finds out that she's 116th Navajo, which is, of course, a Native American tribe. And she starts to dress up in what is perceived, might be perceived to be Native American clothing. She's doing the whole thing with her mouth. Obviously, that's where the moral dilemma comes from and the choosing the wrong direction. So she's completely going in the direction of, I'm going to behave like this. Oh, look at my people wasting the water, talking in a certain way, talking about how the white man is wrong and how we Navajo should stick together. And then she meets a, a Native American family and they're all just like, whatever, dressed up normal. And she's walking in and she's like, oh, why don't you come in and sit outside and we will sit by the fire and you can call my little sister 
jumping moose and he's like don't and do you have native american names and they were like my name's dave <laughs> like <laughs> yeah and then they're all like how could you be so disrespectful and offensive this is really really wrong and that's where she has to face the consequences of her action and they're like to her you know what you completely rude and disrespectful we're gonna leave and we don't want to see you again and then she goes and she has to learn the lesson so she goes and spends some time with them she learns all about the the navajo the navajo tribe and their background and their history and their whole story and how it kind of links back to pepperan herself and so yeah that's a the 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 perfect episode that highlights and illustrates the the complexities that Pepperan has to face as a kid and obviously yeah like I said it was created by cartoonist and writer Sue Rose and when she did an interview with Vice she said that I didn't set out to create a tv show I set out to create a story about a girl and a funny girl who makes mistakes and then has an opportunity to learn from them so that was always the case with 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 Pepperan she would always, she might end up doing something daft and then in doing that, she will learn and, and she'll become better from it. And having that as a, as a theme or as a, as a compass to drive your show is really, really good because again, young people will be who are around about that same age, 12 years old. I think it's the middle school age. So obviously if you're a, an impressionable 12-year-old girl, you're watching this Pepperan on TV who might be just like you. She's not one of the cool kids. She's not one of the, the nerdy kids. She's just an in-betweener, as I'm sure we all were, or most of us anyway. In, in school, we were in-betweeners. So that's the perfect representation of how you might have been when you were when you were coming up at school and again i think with with pepperan it was the very first animated television series for disney to be created by a woman and then you'd have to wait another 15 years for the other show so it was star versus the forces of evil 15 years for the next show yeah that's which incredible. was created by a, a woman so yeah, D Daron Nefsi is her name and she came up with Star versus The Forces of Evil. I've never... Never heard of it. Never heard of that. But yeah, that was, yeah, the they're the only two animated television series by Disney created by by women. And again, with, with Pepper Ann, there was a, a sense that these kind of cartoons, these kind of concepts would be more there'll be more of it. So you had Daria, you also had As Told by Ginger, where you've got the the characters who are girls and, and whatnot, and they're not what you might perceive them to be, or they might not be who you were told they were when you're watching a Disney film, or you're watching older cartoons. They are cynical they're intelligent they're independent they have a wide range of interests 
like martial arts, like poetry, and not what you might think makeup and whatever fashion and all those typical stereotypes. So that was what was really, 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 really good about 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 Pepper Ann. So uh what was your impressions of Pepper Ann and did you remember watching it as a kid? So when you sent it to me to watch, these are the episodes we're watching uh this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, brilliant. I've heard of uh, Man of the Vampire. Brilliant. I've heard of Powerpuff Girls. Well, what is this Pepper Ann thing? Mm. Um, and then when I put it on, I was like, ah, oh, of course I remember this. Yeah. Um, I remembered it quite well from when I was when I was a kid. Uh, well, as in I remembered the show. Um, I think you summed it up really well. What you've said about it is literally spot on. I don't really have much to add. But one thing I will add, which is quite peculiar, is that she's this, like, you know, it's got quite good but she falls apart when she sees that guy the the weird mop head oh the uh, model guy yeah and so when she goes and thinks she's still just like kind of swoons and like falls apart do you know what i mean but it's one of those where of course you have this personality and you have this character but at the end of the day you're you're just human you're going to show emotion or behave in a in a certain way, you're not, you're not going to just be a robot. No, I guess. But so I mean, if there is, obviously at that age, there is a boy or a girl or whatever you like, you're not going to, you're not going to be yourself. You're just not. As much as you think you might be, or as much as you might want to be, you're going to completely fall apart. <laughs> if you see your crush, it's just, yeah, I guess. That's the way it goes. I was just thinking like, um, just considering, you know, all things considered. But yeah, I thought, um, I watched a few episodes actually and um, I enjoyed them all. Mm-hmm. It was slightly longer than the other ones though, right? It was like uh, 20 minutes per no, episode. It was two two episodes. Uh, see, I got really confused with one about some twins and then it turned off, went on to a completely different episode. Like they do like one long 20 minute for like specials. Uh but most of it, yeah, it's like ten minutes, ten minutes. They um what's the, maybe no, maybe you don't know the answer. This is like um there's there there seems to be quite a heavy Jewish connection in there somewhere. She's Jewish. Oh she's Jewish. Pepperan's mum is Jewish and her dad is Christian. So there was an episode where she's thinking, Oh, should I spend Hanukkah with my mum yeah. or do I spend Christmas with my dad? Yeah, because they're talking about bar mitzvahs and then they say, they're saying like, you know, go to... One Girls of the... have bar mitzvahs, don't they? Uh, I don't know who I was talking about with this. Uh, let me let me ask. Oh, here we go with you and the Google. No, I was going to ask my mate. Maybe you'll get not... Well, that's not very reliable because he might be busy. Well, then I'll tweet it. I'll get you to tweet it because I don't have Twitter. I don't think it's called bar mitzvah as it is for boys. But I'm sure girls, girls have one. Yeah, bat mitzvah. Because obviously bar mitzvah is like the coming of age for Jewish boys. Yeah. And girls will have one too, which is called bat mitzvah with a T. There you go. I knew it. I knew it. But yeah, um, I think Pepperan might be the first Jewish character that we're looking at. 
Uh, well, certainly the the w- w- one that's like obvious. Um, I only got it because there's some references, like in one no, episode. No, but you... um, we haven't, we haven't. I don't, I don't think we have yet. Anyway, yeah, yet because obviously we've still got Hey Arnold, and then they have Harold in there. Tommy in the Rugrats is Jewish. Is he? Yeah. Actually, I think I knew that. His dad certainly. No, his mum was Jewish. His mum came from a Jewish family. So are they, yeah, but are they Jewish by Oscar, religion? Oscar, the granddad, because he was like from uh, Poland or whatever. Yeah. And he comes from like, he's got like Jewish ancestry from that side. So his, was, was his, it Boris or Oscar, the granddad in Rugrats? But yeah, like he's, they, they, they have it from, from the mum's side. And obviously I think if your mum, from your mum's side, if you're Jewish there, then you yeah. are Jewish. So Jew, from what I understand, you can be Jewish by race and you can be Jewish by religion. It's two yeah. things, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So you, if your if your mum's Jewish, you're Jewish by descendants, but you can also be religious, a religious Jew, right? Yeah. Um, I've lost my point. But no, yeah. As we were saying, yeah, Pepperan is uh, one of, if not the first Jewish characters that we're we're, we're looking at, on. and yeah. uh, there's plenty more where that came from. So uh, we got you. We got you. But yeah, with there is an episode where she's mulling over as to whether to spend Hanukkah with her mum or Christmas with her dad. So there's there is there is that sort of dialogue. It's not on the same really. day though, is it? Christmas Day is on the twenty fifth and No, but I think because obviously Hanukkah is spread across but what, a few days. And... Yeah. I mean because from from what I understand about the Jewish traditions is there's nothing to do on Christmas and nothing's open on Christmas, right? So they just have Chinese food and go and watch a movie. That's a uh, Jewish tradition. Is it? Yeah. Chinese food and um, watch a movie. Those are the two places that are open on Christmas Day. <laughs> That's great. But no, um, no, because I think obviously if you are celebrating Hanukkah and celebrating the seven days or however many days it is, apologies to any Jewish listeners. But... Uh, I know Hanukkah spread over a certain amount of days because you have to light the menorah, I think it is, the, the candle thing, where you have to light it for every day of Hanukkah. Yeah. And I think it's seven days or six days or eight days, one of those. And obviously, if you're celebrating that, then I don't think you can go off and, 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 and celebrate Christmas. You it, it, it might be a case of one or the other. Oh, eight. There you go. I, I I did say between six, seven, and eight. So uh, there you go. Thank yeah. you for that. One thing I liked about Pepperan was the friend Milo. Now he was he. There was an episode where they kind of talk about how he struggles with trying to be a guy because he's always hanging around with Pepperan and Nikki. And he's never really with the lads. And so he's thinking to himself, like, am I a real man? Am I a real guy? Because I don't really have guy friends. I only ever hang around with you two. And so Pepperan is kind of like, you know what? I'm going to help you become a man. This is what you should do. This is how you should act. But the her friend, the other friend, Nikki, was kind of like, you shouldn't have to act in a certain way. You can just be yourself. But he was like, I don't want to be myself. Be myself hasn't worked out. And so 
and and he realizes that all the other guys were like taking a mick out of him because he's hanging around with all of these girls. And so again, it was a really good episode because it's trying to it's it's him figuring out who he is and he's thinking that there's a a certain way that men and guys should act. But I think he realizes in the end that just be yourself and he kind of gets away in with the guys because he basically tells them how girls act. He knows how girls act because he hangs around with two girls all the time. And so that was his way of 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 of, of fitting in and 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 wrangling his way in with with the lads. It's for him to say, right, this is how I'm gonna behave, this is how I'm gonna act. But with that cartoon at that time, having a a, a character who is who was having like identity problems and confused about what his idea of, of a man is. I thought that was really, really good. And it was really, really important that they, they did that and they showed that. Cause it's, yeah, you, just because you do have girl friends doesn't mean that you're going to not still be, just as much as a, a bloke as everyone else. So I think that was a good a good episode and really uh a really telling and and relatable thing that guys will certain guys might watch that and think, man, that's 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 me. But yeah, that's uh my uh my bit on 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 that. And obviously, I did talk about the uh, Dances with Ignorance episode. So when Pepper Ann finds out she's one sixteen Navajo Indian, and then she is a real is a real brat about that all. So um, yeah, another another really good episode that I really liked was uh, the fact that Pepper Ann's mum she quits her job because uh, she didn't really like dealing with her demanding boss, and but then she realizes that. Or when you quit a job and you're thinking, I can get back into work, it's never really the case. And so Pepper Ann decides to take another job so that she can help out in and around the house. So again, that's the idea that she's always looking out for her mum. They're quite a close-knit family, a close-knit group. The, the, the women of the show are always sticking together. They're always... Her mum is always preaching the the idea that as women you 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 can be strong, you can be feminist, you can pave your way in the world, and having that strong figure in in her life constantly, it sometimes has rubbed off on 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 Pepper Ann, and it makes her one to do everything in her power to help her mum because she's going off on the ideals of what her mum what her mum taught her. I think um quite an important message there is to make sure or the best time to apply for a job is when you when you're in one. Yeah. Don't don't just yeah jump don't, the gun and Don't get comfortable. Just always keep your eye out for um for something else. Yeah. Rather than uh without a job and then uh, just have to take the first thing that comes yeah that's that's very 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 true 
And in the finale of uh, Pepperan. Oh, I didn't know there was a finale. I thought it just Yeah, kinda... so this is 15 years into the future. And Pepperan is a toy maker. And she gets invited to a school reunion. And she realizes that there's this letter. Not a letter, but like a, you know... You know them annoying like letters that people write to themselves when they're younger or when they're older? No. So there's a letter that she writes saying everybody in the school isn't going to amount to anything. They've got no futures except for me. And remember how you were talking about your man with the hair? Oh, yeah. She was like, we're going to get married. We're going to have four kids with like these silly names. And she's trying to stop the president, Mark Hamill, from reading the letter. And she gets the help of her friends, Nikki and Milo. Nikki is a journalist. And Milo, I know he he got married and he has this kid. So he comes to the reunion with his kid. I can't remember what he does. I I don't think they necessarily said. But yeah, she uses her friends and they're all like working together. And so they have like all these flashbacks of like their last day of middle school and how Pepperan was like, I don't want to go and hang out with anybody. I want to go to a theme park. And Milo and Nikki are like, oh, why don't we go here? And so they obviously go their separate ways. And then Pepperan gets into a bit of trouble and Nikki and Milo get her out of that trouble. So she gets locked up in the theme park jail because she's just been whatever, unruly. <laughs> and then in the future, as they were stopping President Mark Hamill from reading the letter, Milo and Nikki get arrested and then Pepperan saves them. Because obviously as kids, she was like, you know what? If I'm ever in a jam, I will save you too. And that's exactly what, that's exactly what she did. And that was the end of Pepperan. And now I I I I actually liked Pepperan a lot as a kid. And I really liked Pepperan a lot. When I watched it now, I thought the concept, the idea was really, really good. She's a great character. She might be a little bit daft, but she realizes along the way, along the line that she's, she learns a lesson and most importantly, her heart is in the right place. She always wants to, to help her friends. She always has her little sister's best interest at heart. And with Pepperan being such a, a strong, iconic figure, maybe we didn't do it justice, but I hope that we did the very, very best that that we could. So uh let's uh let's choose between the two. I think it's a no brainer for me, but actually I'm gonna go first this week. Pepperan all day long, seven days a week. I just I just think that she's I really enjoyed watching it. I I don't know, I just it was one of those where, again, it's really, really iconic for me growing up watching this. I think I think CITV used to show Pepper Ann, actually, not CBBC. 
Yeah, definitely one of the terrestrials. I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. CITV because I watched to, it. I used to remember. Yeah, watching Pepper Ann on CITV. I think they should show on SMTV as well. So uh, that's where that that's where that comes from. But yeah, Pepper Ann is Pepper Ann was awesome and. Mona the Vampire, I, I liked it, but I didn't love it. So that's maybe why I'm not going to be all like, oh, yay, Mona, woo! But it was, it was good, and, and, and the theme song is, is, is a cracker. So I've got nine but love for Mona, but it's, it's Pepper Ann for me. I just think she's great. Like, I would, if I'm, if I'm a, a kid at school, I would love to be friends with Pepper Ann. I, I've never said that about any of the other ones, but yeah, that's yeah. So, um, just, oh, just quickly because I was just, I was just googling on my phone now. Um, of course, she was. No, it's just because I was just trying to work out who played. Uh, did you ever watch uh, Jurassic Park: The Lost World or The Lost World: Jurassic Park? Whichever way around. If it's not the old ones, then I no, don't it was it was the old one. Yeah, do, do yeah. you remember it had a woman in it called Sarah Harding? That was her character name. Um, Isn't that the one in Girls Aloud? Uh, I have no idea. She was played by. That wasn't a. That was a character name, not a thing. That was the one. The woman. Um, that's. She reminds me of Pepper Ann. I just. That's just. Uh, just out of. Uh, just quickly. Uh, anyway, so um, my one this week definitely is uh, Mona the Vampire. Oh. Um, I just had uh, not taken anything away, and to be honest, you gave it a lot more depth uh, with Pepper Ann, uh, with your rundown and stuff like that. But I feel like. Just I pure, just purely out of enjoyment. I wa- I preferred Mona the Vampire just watching it, just out of a purely enjoyment factor. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. But and the theme tune was better. Mona the Vampire, yay, Mona! Woo! But Pepper Ann's theme song was great as well. It was Pepper all right. Ann is the one in a million. Yeah, so Mona was better. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. If you say so. Now we come on to the main event, the Powerpuff Girls. So this now takes us to November 1998. Some of the things happening in the world. You had Monica Lewinsky signing a book deal to uh, talk about her affair with US President Bill Clinton. Also, Vincent Van Gogh's portrait of the artist without beard. Sells at an auction for a whopping $71.5 million. Tony Blair became the first Prime Minister of the United Kingdom to address the Republic of Ireland's Parliament. A Bug's Life was the highest grossing movie. And Share, uh, Believe, was number one. I think it probably spent the, the most of 1998 being number one. I think I know the song. When we come to the edit, I'll definitely know it. <laughs> no, but this was like number one forever and ever and ever. It was just, yeah. I think it was like the record, wasn't it? At one point. The longest reigning number one song in the UK. Really? I think so. I don't know, man. All I remember now is like, uh, 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 what's his name? Ed Sheeran being in number one for like five years. I think at one point it was like five or six of the top ten songs. No, but yeah, but this one, Share Believe, was was number one forever and ever and ever. And so we come to the Powerpuff Girls now. Now, do you know their names? 
Um, red, green, and blue. Okay, I I've not got my notes, or at least I've got my eyes closed. Well, the yellow, green, and blue. Blossom. Buttercup. And bubble. Gum. Bubbles. Yes! Got him! <laughs> got him! I got him right! Blossom, bubbles, and buttercup. Yes! Got him right. See, I... I was watching about a few of these episodes and I'm like, I still don't know who they are. And so, you got... Yeah, but Buttercup, he's like the the sort of little tough one. She's always picking the fight. And you had Bubbles, who was the blue one. And she was the, the little one. So she was like the really cute one, easily distracted by... Do they all look exactly the same, just with different colours? They just had different colours, but yeah, they were all the same. Yeah. And... Blossom, who was the red one, she was like smart, strategic, always thinking of the 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 the, the master plan, <laughs> like they're Rakim or something, <laughs> thinking of the master plan. Anyway, um, and so they live in the fictional city of Townsville, USA, with their father, who is a scientist known by Professor Utonium. And basically, he he creates them. So he adds sugar and spice and all things nice. But then he accidentally spills Chemical X into the mixture. And then, boom, you come up with the Powerpuff Girls. You know sugar and spice and all things nice? Yeah. Is that from Powerpuff Girls? Or is that a, no. a general expression? No, that sounds like a Mary Poppins thing or something. No, that's that's a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. That's more Mary Poppins, but because I was watching this and I'm like, sugar and spice and all things nice, and I was like, is that where they got that from? Is that where it's from? It's a nursery rhyme. Is it? Yeah. From what nursery rhyme? Uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to find the origin. Sugar and spice and all things nice. From the early 19th century. If it has... some butts were coconuts. <laughs> what are little boys made of? What are little boys made of? Snips and snails and puppy dogs' tails. That That's what little boys are made of. What are little girls made of? What are little girls made of? Sugar and spice and everything nice. And in brackets, or all things nice. That's what little girls are made of. Ah, who wrote that nursery rhyme? Uh, I don't know, but it's from like, uh, according to Iona and Peter Opie, this first appeared in a manuscript by English poet Robert Robert Southey, seventeen seventy four to eighteen forty three, who added the uh, the stanzas. Other than the two below, I don't mm. know. But yeah, so it's it's from like the uh, from ages ago, basically. Okay, okay, 19th, okay. Eighteenth, uh, nineteenth century. But no, that's how they were created, and basically the the plot and the the premise of the Powerpuff Girls is that 
they're always defending their town from a wide variety of villains. And it's just your basic standard superhero show. Someone's in trouble. Powerpuff Girls will come in and save the day. And they're using all of their martial arts and their karate and and all of that. And uh, in 2016, uh, Cecily Bowen had written in a, a piece that she wrote about the Powerpuff Girls was that not only was the Powerpuff Girls an amazing animated show based on a simple premise, for many of us, it unintentionally introduced the very idea of feminism and women's empowerment. So this... Now, me as a kid, I didn't watch the Powerpuff Girls at all. I knew of it. I heard of it. it obviously, it was a Cartoon Network... I believe Hannah and Barbera had their marking on it too. But it was probably, yeah, the, the one one or the few Cartoon Network shows that I I didn't really get into or I didn't watch. Not because I thought it was a... Actually, you know, I'm not even going to front. It's Powerpuff Girls. I'm a young guy. I, it, didn't do, it didn't do a thing for me way back when. I would be watching other things on... Cartoon Network, like Dexter's Laboratory, yeah, and That's maybe a... not, maybe not even the Adventures of Johnny Quest, which we did back in episode whenever. I I have to agree with you. Like, um, the very fact that it was the Powerpuff Girls, it was three three little girls, and it was kind of like all they were quite girly girls with the and there's like um the animation was quite uh, bright and colorful i was i was switched off by it like I would, <laughs> when I, when i was younger i was like nope that's for girls i'm not watching it yeah 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 that was definitely uh that was definitely the case but then also you did have like episodes where obviously they're superheroes but then there would be some cases where they would have episodes where sibling rivalries There'd be issues of bedwetting because obviously they are young girls going to school. One of them always wanting a security blanket and won't go to sleep without it. So there was that too. So I thought that was really good. And they did that part really, really well where there's a balance between them being these tough, badass, kick-ass, girls but at the end of the day they're young 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 kids young not toddlers but like young kids and they go through stuff just like every other young kid so i did i did like that they uh they always did that and obviously they had to they had to have a bedtime they have to listen to their dad. They have to go to school, even though they have all these amazing powers, like flying, becoming invincible. Be I mean, invincible, invisible, activating strength, speed, X-ray vision. But they had a bedtime. Exactly. Did they? Did did they didn't call him dad? Did they? Uh, they no, called they him used professor. to call him professor. Yeah. Yeah, because when you said that there was a, I didn't know about that, and then. I mean, he is the professor, quote unquote. But and when did uh, Mojo Jojo come in? 
Mojo Jojo. I think he was in the very first episode. Oh, was he? Yeah. Because I saw him, I, I watched a few episodes and he wasn't in like two or three episodes. Yeah. And then he was in another one, but I purposely sought that episode out. I think it was the pilot where Mojo Jojo turns everybody into dogs and they're all, and he's using those dogs to steal all of the the jewels and the gold and classic classic baddie stuff or what have you so that was yeah and again yeah i think you were talking about the some of the characters again like mojo jojo i think someone said that because obviously he wasn't he was the perfect mix of intelligence but not being aware that he's kind of dumb and someone's like if this isn't an allegory for male piv if this isn't an allegory for male privilege and its effects like manspreading and mansplaining, then I don't know what is. So some of the certain villains and characters in the Powerpuff Girls were very symbolic in the sense that there were men who were just being really patriarchal and toxic. So him was another one. So he, instead of doing all power and trying to destroy them, he would always use psychological tactics to get the better of the girls and playing divide and conquer and using their things against them. So many women out there might know a man who was just like that, who would be very manipulative in what he would say, very manipulative in the way he would behave. And he was probably, yeah, the most sadistic and most scariest adversary because you can fight so much with your hands but if you lose the the battle of the mind then what have you got you ain't got nothing and then obviously you had the gangrene gang and the rowdy rough boys who i think mojo jojo created them Using a mixture of snips and snails and puppy dog tails. There we go. <laughs> oh, there you go. And so, yeah, that's that's the the male counterpart of the the Powerpuff Girls. And then Sedusa, who was this uh, using her feminine influences to get men to do her bidding, whether it's the professor, whether it's the mayor. Or even the gangrene gang, she might, she might recruit them to do her bidding. Because I saw one episode where she's with the um, professor, right? Yeah, um, I think that's the pilot. Oh, is that a pilot? Yeah. So uh... where she, where he's like, I, 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 and then the voice of a guy's going, "Oh, gee, looks like the professor has got himself into a bind." I. What will the Powerpuff Girls do? Oh no, Buttercup! Boy, I, I, you know, I really liked him, the voiceover guy. I think it adds to the, yeah. The when they're like, oh, because you're seeing like Buttercup, who's like sleeping in the very first episode, she's going with her fist, like just ah, 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 and he's like, "Go get him, Buttercup! You go get him!" <laughs> and the town of Townsville is fast asleep. And uh, what do we have over here? Is that Mojo Jojo? Is he back? What is he doing there? 
And so yeah, was that was uh, something that I I actually really liked. Is Sedusa the uh, play on the Greek myth Medusa? Because she's be. got the hair going on as well, right? I would have said yeah, but seduce, so she's yeah. seductive. Yeah, and cool. so that's her ploy is to seduce people. Because I just I, I noticed that the hair was kind of waving around. I like. just think yeah, but I just think yeah, because she's good at seducing people. Yeah, that's where you would get the name Sedusa. Um, and also one of the things that did bug me about this uh, about the Powerpuff Girls was that they for some reason the animators decided not to draw hands on them yeah right and and in one episode they, the girls get impersonated by some uh, some some guys um, and then they kind of do crimes and the, the girls get arrested but they get handcuffs put on them and they're like oh no and I'm like just doesn't, you don't have any hands. Just slip them off. So that was a bit irritating. Not really. Yeah, come on, man. Like, don't, don't put handcuffs on them then. Yeah, but handcuffs are handcuffs. You can the the idea of handcuffs is you're like that. Yeah, but they've got they haven't. She hasn't. They're not going to slip out of the not the wrist, but like the arm. Yeah, because they, they don't like grip your wrist, do they? Handcuffs. Yeah, they do. But uh, I was going to go for the. Um, no, I can't. <laughs> I was not even thinking about any of that at all. But yeah, if you if you get sized handcuffs for the Powerpuff Girls, you can make it so that they can't wriggle out of it. But besides, you wouldn't put handcuffs on them anyway because they've got superpowers. And they're minus. They can break out of it. Forget all of that. They're, they're superheroes. What are you going to do handcuffing so, them? There's so many plot holes in this. Can the show. Well, funny you should say that. It came back for another run in April 2016. And they came back with a new character who was called Blistina Francesca Francia Mariam Elisa Utonium. Please tell me that's not true. What? Why has she got such a big name compared to the other ones? Because She's she was born it. before them. And so initially, Professor Utonium attempts to create the perfect little girl in response to his rival Neutronium by creating the perfect little boy. So he uses sugar and spice, all things nice, but he adds chemical W accidentally into the solution. And then he created Bliss. She's known as Bliss, but that's obviously her full name. Blistina, Francesca, Francia, Mariam, Alicia... Utonium. I just like saying that. <laughs> just all of it, yeah. It's too much, man. I can't I, I don't I can't even say it fast. It is like a tongue twister. Blistina Francesca Francia Mariam Alicia Utonium. That's pretty good. We can slow it down and post see if you got it uh got it spot on. It'd be like <laughs> But yeah, she's really, really strong and she's got a, a right old temper on her. And she realizes that she can't stay with the professor because she's too strong and her emotions get the better of her. And so she disappears and then she comes back in. So this was the, the power of four. So this is where Blistina or Bliss makes her debut or her comeback for one 
if you want. And uh, so Bubbles is all like, stop it, Bliss. And the other two are thinking, oh, that's just her imaginary friend. Like, I'll leave it out. Stop, stop being all weird. But then once they get into trouble, Bliss comes out of nowhere and, and saves them. And so they kind of go on as being the, the 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 four of them. So another sister. So she's a little bit older than them. So now they've got a big sister. Are these still just like the 10 minute episodes? Or yeah, they... yeah, 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 yeah. They're all 10 minutes and whatnot. And um, one thing that you couldn't help but notice is that Bliss is black. And... <gasps> Obviously, people watching this were all like, why have you got a black person now in the Powerpuff Girls? Why would you bring a black person? Cancel the show. Cancel the show. And it's just like, oh my God, shut the front door. <laughs> Good save. Good save. I mean, I was, I was ready to cancel the show because they had no hands. That is really a <laughs> moot. A moot thing so that was, they don't have the hands, but um, was that a real? Was that were, were people really outraged by it? Yes. Why? Just like they were outraged that they had black stormtroopers in Star Wars. Just like they were outraged about Black Panther. I mean, there was yes, yeah, so much going. Cancel it! Cancel it! Why do you have to add this person? It's just like, man, shut up. Yeah, I couldn't have said it any better. To be fair, man, shut up. And there's this really good uh, article on uh, we we are your voice mag.com written by Jonita Davis, and it was all about the beauty of blackness and representation in the Powerpuff Girls. And so in this article, she's talking about how she has daughters of her own, and of course they like the Powerpuff Girls, but now that there was someone that looked like them on the show, man, it's it's a complete game changer. Yeah. And she was kind of talking about how in animation, there isn't black characters who aren't the Joker. Most of the time, they're the Jokers. They're the, the clowns of the piece. But with Bliss, she's very much a Powerpuff girl and she's very much in there with them. Yeah. And they form a, a pretty strong unit between each other. And the idea that the, the little girls now have a big sister... So they were all like, we wish we got to know you before. Like, why are we only knowing about you now? And so she was all like, I'm going to control my temper. I'm going to try and, 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 and control myself so that I can be a, a good big sister for, for, for the three of you. So that whole... That whole idea, that whole that whole concept, I I thought it was it was really really good, and I I liked I liked Bliss, and I thought she she added greatly to the four. I think she, her character gets taken out because something about she has to go to Saturn, but she promises that she will come back to be with her her sisters and her dad. So, so is it still running uh, the Powerpuff Girls? I think it is, yeah. Because obviously, like I. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I can't. I don't don't get me wrong. I knew. Yeah, you I know showed me them. the things. You showed me the bad, the Mojo Jojo. Show I didn't me know who Mojo Jojo was. 
Uh, I I knew all of it, like, but I didn't know. I was saying all of it. Oh, it was weird to say that, but I mean, I knew, I knew the girls and Mojo Jojo and the kind of animation. I would have been able to tell you. Oh, one thing, just quickly. How rubbish is the intro theme? It's not like yeah. I thought I thought the first one was not great, but the 2016 version is 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 pretty okay. Oh, see, I didn't watch. I didn't even know yeah, they rebooted. The, the, I didn't watch the, any the of that. The first version was was tripe. But it was right. It was. I did. Yeah. For you're thinking iconic cartoon, you gotta have a theme song that slaps. It, it sounds I mean, just I'm, like. Don't, worry, don't get me wrong. I'm not expecting a. I'm not expecting you know uh, a bop, but at least have something memorable. So that when people talk about the Powerpuff Girls, because obviously when you're talking about your favorite shows, one of the first things you're going to do is. You're gonna talk about the theme song. Yeah. It's a nice normal girl in an extraordinary world. Show us your fags. Oh. How am I supposed to deal with that in post? <laughs> I don't even think it came up on the yeah, way. Like, what, 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 what do you want me to do with that, huh? On post. Um what I'll do is I'll I'll send you the sound clip of Yay Mona. And we'll just post that in. Whatever, dude. Whatever you were meant to say. Yay, Mona! But yeah, the put the. I mean, I don't. I don't. With shows, I can live with shows not having a good theme song, as long as what you have as an end product, as long as that work, as long as that works. Yeah. Then I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad if the theme song ain't that good. I think, do you know what? I think a, th- a good theme I'm tune sure. has a lot to do with how popular and how successful it's going to be. Obviously, Powerpuff Girls yeah, like completely true, take that actually. away. But I think, like, I mean, I think for but, me, watching something, look, the theme tune is so iconic. I like, know, but look look at Johnny Quest. We're talking about it. Remember how how that theme song banged? But what came after wasn't didn't 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 hold up didn't didn't add to it yeah i'm trying to i'm actually trying to think of a bad theme song but a very good show do you know one thing uh one theme tune that i really like um every sunday um we used to watch this show called heartbeat and heartbeat why do I um, love them? My, my dad used to get us doing these like uh, little, little actions with our hands and stuff like that every time it came on. Heartbeat. It's so good. <laughs> I think that was like on a Sunday and it finished yeah, at Yeah, Heartbeat, 9 o'clock. 7 o'clock on a Sundays. It was at 7 till 8, yeah. It was an hour long, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we had to go to bed afterwards, but... It was good. I'm trying to think, but but no. Anyway, like with all of that, it's it's not it's not a deal breaker. Yeah. I'm not gonna not watch a show because the theme song sucks. You could just no, absolutely. You yeah. just grin and bear it, and just whatever. But I mean, I was gonna say Grain Chill's theme song ain't great, but it kind of is still. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is, but I don't know. Anyways. Any lasting memories of the Powerpuff Girls? Um, not really. Uh, it, it was, to be honest, the Powerpuff Girls is exactly what I thought it was. It lived up to my expectations in terms of, you know, yeah, I thought it was yeah. this kind of show and it was that kind of show. Um, and it wasn't my cup of tea. I've, 
it was okay to watch it. I probably won't watch any more of it. Um, but I I enjoyed what you were saying about the uh, the 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 rundown. You know the character representation and stuff like that. I enjoyed that. Um, so it was, it was, I feel good for for listening to that. But I definitely won't be watching it again. <laughs> okay, so as of whatever this week or whatnot, I had never watched Powerpuff Girls. I knew of it. I know the colors. That is all I knew. I I didn't know their names. I still struggle with their names. Blossoms, Bubbles, Buttercup, and Bliss. There's four of them now, as far as I'm concerned. There's not three, it's four of them. But what the show represents and what the show means for a lot of young girls, this is this is great. I I think the Pop of Girls is great. I think it's good that they're back on our screens for another run. I believe they're still going strong now. And for a show that I never watched before, yeah, I I I I kind of liked it. And for a lot of impressionable young girls, seeing three very very young girls being kick-ass superheroes, there's going to be a lot of appeal. There's going to be a lot of a lot of people who are going to gravitate towards that. And uh, yeah, man, good job, good job. Nothing is good, and uh, and with um, and I'm going to try not to spark controver- controversy when I say. It's actually quite good to have, you know, there's a, a girl show with kick-ass girls and that, that's fun, you know, like it's, that's great. I mean, it's not for me. Um, maybe, yeah, that the, the the whole point of that is, yeah, maybe it's not designed for us, but there's going to be a lot, there's going to be a lot of people out there who can appreciate it and it is for them. Exactly. So yeah. if it's for you, and I would tell you to go and watch it. Young girls, like, you know, if there are any mums out there listening and you've got young girls and you've never watched the Powerpuff Girls or you've never heard of it, I would I would tell you, go out of your way and go and show them the Powerpuff Girls. Show them that young girls can... Use violence to save the world. <laughs> there you go. And always getting the best of their foes and their villains. So, uh, yeah, go out of your way and, and watch those shows. And I think that's a, a good place to bring the, the episode to an end. And I have to say, ladies, if you want to get involved, please let me know. And you can DM me. DMs are open, but strictly business. So I'm not about that life. So uh, none of that. All right. But on a serious note, if you want to get involved and give us that perspective that we lack and we need, then uh, holler, man. Like we we would we would love to to have you on and 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 talk to us about certain shows, especially coming around in March. So. Yeah, please get involved and and please message us. And uh, Yes, Ace Capers is 
available wherever you get your podcast from. So please subscribe, download, like, share, all of that. Please do all of that. You can follow Yesterday's Capers on Instagram at Yesterday's Capers 1. You can follow Yesterday's Capers on Twitter at Yesterday Capers. You can follow me on Insta at Abdullah underscore Molim. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Abdullah Molim, all one word. And Total Boxing Content. Get on that. That is a brand new podcast all about boxing. There is loads, loads going on at the minute. So honestly, get on that. Paul, where can they find Total Boxing content? Uh, on uh, Twitter, we're at Boxing TBC. Um, and it is uh, TBC Boxing on all of your usual podcast platforms. Awesome. We'll, uh, we'll def- I'll definitely get onto that. And you should as well. Obviously, if you're into sports, if you're into boxing, get on it. Got some some good stuff on there. And uh, as for us, join us next week for another episode of Yesterday's Capers.